Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, everybody? God bless you, and welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Cantu, though I'm not quite sure if I can call myself the host today because my show is kind of getting hijacked by Joel. You guys know Joel from previous shows. He's joined me as a guest host before. And um, part of our Pastors Appreciation Month series includes me being interviewed. Uh, Joel presented that idea to me several weeks ago, and I, I welcomed it. Although, I don't know, it, it might be a part of his diabolical plan to take over my show. I, I've got to be careful. You know, I can't rule that out. Um, but in all seriousness, I am excited to see what this show entails. I don't even know what he's going to be asking me. I told him not to send me the questions. I wanted to think of the questions as they were asked. Um, and after this week, we will be going back to our regular format, our regular show, where we don't just talk to and about pastors, but um, rather all aspects of, of leadership. I've got some good guests lined up, and if you or someone you know would ever uh, like to be on the show, I'm, I'm always looking for ins- inspirational, uh, knowledgeable, and godly men and women to have as guests uh, on the show. So send me an email uh, if you have someone in mind. My email is johnryan at leadingpodcast.com. Again, that's John Ryan. That's J-O-H-N-R-Y-A-N at leadingpodcast.com. All right. And as always, if you enjoy today's content, a rating or a review would be very helpful and appreciated. Okay. So I told myself I'm not going to do a long intro today. So we're going to go ahead and get straight into the interview. What's up, everybody? My name is Joel Cardona. I am your guest co host for Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am joined today by, we're with John Ryan Cantu. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fun. Okay, so today, um, as Ryan said in the intro, uh, we're going to flip the script a little bit. So I'm going to be interviewing him. So let's go. Let's go ahead and get started. All right, Ryan. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Man, I'm so nervous. Um, <clears throat> so, man, this is, where do I begin? Um, so I, I've grown up in the church. Um, I like literally I got I got dedicated here by my my grandfather and um so I was always been you know I've always been in ministry and um let's see 10 at the age of 10 we moved to Colorado and we have like a story there that you know my parents kind of ran away from their their calling and basically I, I I saved the family with my uh famous words to my dad you used to be someone um at 12 we, years old we talk about that all the time all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so we came back and um my dad took over as because my, my grandpa had a stroke he had a, had a stroke during that time when we were away in Colorado and he really needed some help um back here at the church and so eventually we came back. Um, my parents, you know, recommitted themselves to to God, and and uh, my dad started to take over as as a pastor. And he's been, you know, he did that for fifteen years. And during that process, I was, you know, very much exposed to ministry and the church and being a pastor's kid and not wanting anything to do with being a pastor. Um, and uh, 15 years later, I'm here, here I am, I'm, I'm a pastor. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, I guess that's a very, very condensed version of Yeah, and, and I have some questions that kind of follow up on okay. what you have. So so um, you're talking about how your your grandpa was the, the pastor, yes. your great-grandpa was the pastor, Yes. Um, then your dad was the pastor, you're the pastor. So you saw a lot of um, transitions going in there. So was there anything in that? in that period that you saw that you could apply to yourself today of seeing those transitions, like the transition of power, so to speak. Hmm. Um, I guess, sorry. So are you asking like how, like the, the transitions from, uh, from like my grandpa to, to my dad, for yeah, example, yeah, for, that, that's really the only one you saw. Yeah. But yeah. like you saw the after effects of, of uh, like how you have the, the structure like PKs, yeah. In that. So, like, what did you see that you learned um, from from your parents or from uh, or what you experienced? Sure. So, I, I guess 
the dynamic between my dad and my grandpa was a little bit different because um, my dad isn't his or wasn't his son, um, rather son-in-law. So there's probably oh, a, a, a little bit more um, caution, I guess, that, that would need to be taken. Um, not that I, I disrespect my, my dad or anything, but, you know, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a little bit more. Yeah, it's a, it's a different dynamic. And, you know, I'm a little bit more uh, comfortable um, than I would be, say, if my, you know, my father-in-law were, were the pastor and I'm taking over for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm, the, the transition, I, I, I did learn a lot from it. Um, but I didn't. I didn't realize that I was learning it yeah. while I was learning it. Yeah. Um, I, I learned it kind of when I started taking over the reins as a, as a pastor. Started thinking about how when my dad did it, and thinking back like, oh, okay, this all makes sense now. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I would talk to my dad, and, and, and he would you know share some of his stories about you know wanting to right away you know completely change everything and what what i've found and what a lot of other pastors that i that i uh, speak to tell me is that when you're coming into an organization i mean it could be any type of organization that you you yourself haven't like founded you have to be very careful because yeah. there's a lot of cherished beliefs and 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 tradition and uh, it's got its own a, like culture a, yeah right culture, yeah. and so when you when you're navigating um when you want to make certain decisions, you have to kind of treat it as if you're 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 driving a ship rather than like a sports car, right? So like, okay. um, if if I had a plan in a church or you know, started a business, I can make decisions like on the fly. Like it's just it's just me. And this is my this is my vision. This is this is this is how I want to do it. There's no legacy, right? There, there, there's there's really nothing to preserve. You're kind of implementing something right from the start. Um, so th- that was a little bit different and and when i took over as a pastor there was a lot of things that i i wanted to do i still want to do but i i just have to i have to tread with with caution and a little bit of you know respect um for the traditions that that have been established here for 80 years you know yeah the church has been here a long time yeah yeah you have to stand on the shoulders of giants as they say right um, you have to respect the past so so what? So you grew up in the church, right? So what can you tell us about how growing up in the church and the Christian culture affected who you are today? Hmm. Um, I think it. I think growing up in church has really done a number on who I am today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look, when you grow up in church, or when you grow up in any type of environment, uh, as I did, so we grew up in church. From a very young age, and so everything that I was learning about God, about theology, about the way that people do church, about certain lifestyle practices, it was all from this one uh, one dimensional point of view. That makes sense. You don't know any uh, of anything else. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of that becomes innate in you. Mm-hmm, like, okay, mm-hmm. this this is how this is how churches do it, and this is the way. You know, this is the way that it is. And as I started getting older, I started to have more encounters with people who didn't quite do church the way that I was used to doing church. They thought a little bit differently about certain things. And um, so I, 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 I began to see Christianity for this this, this huge, this huge um, thing that it was. I, I call it thing for lack of a better term, but um, it, I, I, it started to open up my eyes to more than what I was simply exposed to. And, and the same thing with God. God is so much bigger than uh, than this one, perhaps, uh, perspective. And so this, this I, I didn't have a name for what was happening. I didn't know what was happening at the time. I just knew that, hey, th- there might be more to my faith than, than I originally thought. And and maybe some of the things that I was uh, grew up learning were more related to church culture than they were the actual <laughs> scriptures. They, I, 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 I hope I'm making sense. When you started having these uh, thoughts, uh, I want to say it was like right right around when I was graduating high school. Okay, that I started to really uh, think about um my my faith. Yeah, and that's pretty common um, for for people graduating from. Or moving on from high school to their college age, there's a transition because when you're at home, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have your, you grow up with a certain thing and that's what you always know. And then you go right. out into the quote unquote real world, which we know college really isn't the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah but you see other, um, other um, uh, points of view. Right. So it really kind of like, oh, right. I didn't know about this. So that's kind of where you had that like, uh, like an awakening kind of. Yeah. I don't know if awakening is the right word, but like a... Um, like, realization yeah so something something a, a bigger picture and when i went to college i went i, I went to a a university that was basically like the same thing as our, our church um doctrinally speaking it was a assemblies of god um and, and so it, it was you know it, it was pretty much just the same thing yeah <laughs> um in that you know theological regard but you you go deeper, and um, you know the professors are they they they're not they're not biased, so they they, they present you know different ways of, of of thinking, and so I I appreciated that because you know one thing that that parents do with their kids is they teach them what to think, not so much how to think, or not so much you know to think on their own. They they they, they we teach our kids what to think. We teach them what to do, what not to do. This is wrong. This is this is good. You know, say thank you, be polite, all, all that stuff. Um, but then, then I believe at least that, that you have to get to a point where you have to understand everything that was taught to you, all all of the what's that were told to you growing up, and and that's that's the point that I got to at a certain at a certain age in my life where I was like, okay, I I know all of these teachings. But let me deconstruct it for myself. And so that's what college allowed me to do because it would present doctrine and theology and, and scripture. And then it, it would present it in a way that every different view was kind of accounted for. And this is how this group thinks about this. And this is how this, you know, uh, this, this fellowship uh, believes about it. And this is their interpretation. And this is why they, they do this. And, and, um, so that allowed me to see this, this kind of a bigger world than that one dimensional world that I was, that I had grown up in, you know, if that makes sense. And so, you know, I, I've, I've, for the, for the most part, I've stayed pretty true to, to my roots. But now going through that, that journey and that, that process of wanting to learn the why, um, I, I have, uh, I come to, I've come to a much stronger, grips i guess on my faith and what i believe in and uh the things that i'm the things that i i teach my church and and the things that i'm going to teach my children um i'm going to be able to to say hey this is the what and here's also uh, the why because i feel like i you know i went through a journey uh, which allowed me to discover all of that uh and, and so that's what that's what kind of growing up in the church kind of did for me and i'm, I'm really uh, appreciative of of that whole uh, process. I hope I answered the question. I know that was a really long answer. Um, no, th- that was a good answer. Very good answer. So you, you're talking about growing up. You grew up in the church, and um, so who are some people who influenced your faith um, or, or your belief structure uh, while growing up? It could be like when uh-huh. you were young, or it could be when you got in college, or just who do you think has been an influence on you? Well, definitely my dad. Um, it's the easy answer, but okay. <laughs> well, it's one. The first answer I'll give. Yeah, definitely my dad because um, he, he would be the one that I would I would go to with you know all these all these different questions and why why is it why is it like this why do we yeah. why do we do this and and why don't the why don't the Baptists do this like we do and okay, and, okay. and stuff like that and and he kind of started opening you know my that's when you're a lot younger yeah he kind of started opening my my eyes to like hey that you know this isn't the only way of of, of doing church and um and so you know and then over, over the years I, I made you know a lot of friendships um, a lot of leaders that we would just have. I, I always liked, you know, those deep conversations yeah. and, and going to like, you know, Denny's, you know, after church, like on a Wednesday night and staying there for like three hours before I was married, of course. Uh, <laughs> and just having, you know, a, a deep discussion about, about scripture and about theology. And, um, and then, you know, when I got in college, a lot of professors, uh, a lot of my professors kind of, you know, uh, kind of stood out to me as, as uh, people that I could go to and, and ask them questions. And um, and then there's just a lot of other, you know, influential um, leaders yeah. that I don't know personally, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big they fans have, of. Yeah, yeah. They have like a presence and you follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So good. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so good. So that was that was a little poke at me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, so that, that was kind of like a little bit about about your background. Uh-huh. So I kind of want to ask you questions now about uh, being a pastor. So um, when did you realize that um, being a pastor is something that you were called to do? And if and if you know, well, and when that happened, was there any pressure uh, to be to become a pastor? Okay. Uh, ask the first part again. Uh, when did you realize that being when a pastor? Realize? Okay. Yeah. Was uh, what you were called to do? Yeah. So the, the the moment that that I am I remember um, when I'm asked that question is we're at home. It, this is this is uh, before you know Layla, my my, my daughter. It's just me and Melissa, and uh, she's in the room and she's doing she's getting ready. She's a uh, Putting on her makeup, I don't know what I don't know where we're going. Um, and then I go into the room and I'm like, "Babe, I need to, I need to talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I sit down and I, I tell her, "This is about this is around the time where we're we're starting to um, we're, we're thinking about uh, adding a new service, adding an English service to yeah. our our then bilingual church, mm-hmm. where we would have everything would be translated, uh, even even the preaching." And so we wanted to, um, we wanted to uh, appeal to, to both, I guess, audiences, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of give them a hundred percent of what we're able to give them. And so it was around that time where we were thinking about this, but it was like, okay, well, who's gonna, who's gonna pastor this this new audience, uh, this congregation, who's you know probably gonna be coming in, new people are gonna be coming in because we're offering an only yeah. English service, and. Um, for as long as I can remember, there's been pe- there was people who would come up to me and tell me, "Hey, you're going to be the next pastor." And your reaction was what? My reaction was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just saying that because you don't know me. You don't know <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, had, I had different plans, plans that did not include uh, being a pastor. I, I loved, you know, I loved ministry. I loved music, the music ministry. You know, as a worship leader. Um, I, I even loved, you know, preaching, but being a pastor, that takes a certain kind of person yeah, that I yeah. didn't believe that I, I was. Um, so they would tell me that and I'd be like, okay, I, I just kind of brush it off. And then this call, this burden started to weigh on me. And um, when when God gives you a burden, you you kind of know it because yeah. like you don't want it. This It's not a burden that I would pick up myself yeah. like unless there was there was like this conviction there there was this calling there mm-hmm. and so i felt that very strongly um and i started to have a heart for this this congregation that at the time really didn't even it, it didn't exist yet um mm-hmm. and so i remember going into the room and saying babe i i think i think i need to be the pastor for this this uh this new congregation and uh she looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me, and she's like, "Are you are you kidding?" And and uh, I mean, and then she kind of she said, "Like you do, you do so much." She she, yeah. she kind of talked to me like on a, on a rational level, right? right? It wasn't like you know running away from God. It was like, "Can you can you handle this?" She did not turn into a pillar of salt. She did not. She did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she spoke to me like um, on a rational level. Like, hey, let's think about this. Like you, you have a lot on your, your plate. You're doing a lot of things and you're, you're in school full time. Like, do you think that you could, you could do this oh, yeah, and, 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 and do it justice? And I was like, I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I feel, I feel the call. And, um, and so, you know, we, we have our, we have, uh, uh some interns, well, that that they're they're going through a discipleship program here at a church, and uh, one of the questions that they ask ask me, I, I guess they they go around asking some of the leaders that they shadow mm-hmm. certain questions, and one of the questions that they ask me is, um, how did you how did you know you were no 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 what's the question how did you choose being a pastor how did how did you something like that and You're like the pastor life chose me <laughs> exactly right I said it chose me I know it's a cheesy cheesy answer but that that's it like I I wouldn't have chose it on on my own um, so yeah it was it, it was around that time that's kind of how it happened it was just like it was a it was a, a placement of a burden on my shoulders it wasn't like a you know this 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 voice in the middle of the night that said, you know, Ryan, Ryan, you know, you're going to be a pastor. <laughs> I was like, no, Lord. Lord. Yeah, I wasn't like that. And <laughs> it wasn't a dream. It was just like this, this burden that came out of 
nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's, uh, that's when I was called, I would say. <clears throat> that's, um, so do you still feel like a burden now? Um, cause it's a different burden I would think, mm-hmm. but do you still feel like you still carry something with you like every day? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. And, and it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a stress burden. It's a, it's, it's just that, that same burden. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have a job to do as, as a pastor. And if it's a, if it's up to me, you know, um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to be the pastor for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm barely hanging on to the hair that I have, and uh, <laughs> and, and and so like I, I look at I look at like my grandpa who's pastoring. He pastored for 35 years. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's that's. I hope that's not in the cards, but it could be. And yeah. and so not up to you. you know, it's not. It's exactly. <laughs> it is, but it is. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Um. So I, you know, I I told God, Lord, as long as this burden is on me, as long as this calling is here, I'm. I'm I'm here and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, um, and that was just to be the English pastor. Yeah, yeah, and then it it it, it evolved obviously, yeah, yeah. and even then when I when I took over the role as the English pastor, I was it was weird because we started having new people come in, and they mm-hmm. I was their pastor they they knew yeah. me as their pastor so they would call me pastor, and it was weird to me I was like. Nah, don't call me pastor. Like that's just that's that's my dad, right? Wait, just call like like when the substitute teacher just call me Mike. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just, just call me Ryan. You know, uh, but no, they they would call me pastor and they would see me as pastor. And we had our first pastor's day, and I didn't think I was going to be you know celebrated as you know. I, for me at the time, I was kind of just preaching every yeah. week, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, you know, then it started to get a little bit more serious where my dad had a conversation with me and he was like, hey, um, this, this, is, this is what I see happening. What do you, what do you think about it? And, and so a part of that included me, you know, um, setting up our own leadership and ma- kind of managing, leading the leaders and stuff like that. So it was a lot more responsibility and it kind of just, it developed. And was that like in the back of your mind that that could always be a possibility or were you always thinking, oh, I'm just going to be preaching in the English service? I, I thought. I guess I think I, I thought that it could be a possibility. Um, I guess I wasn't thinking that far in advance. Yeah. I was just kind of dealing with the, the now. Like yeah. okay, I have this. I have this burden on me. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta deal with it. I gotta address it. Um, and so that you know that same burden to, to to be a pastor. It's it's still here, and um, I I I enjoy it much more than I did. You know, in the beginning, <laughs> I would sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I feel like I've I've stepped I've stepped into it, and there's still a lot. I'm I'm still a, I'm a new pastor, um, but there's there's been a lot of of growth that I've seen within um, within myself that only God could do. Because yeah. like yeah, you know, yes. for for someone Absolutely. who who who, did, who never wanted to be yeah. a pastor, that's that's only that's only God. Yeah. So <clears throat> when when you when you're growing as a pastor, um, I'm sure there were some times that, like, you know what? I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to. I don't want to continue. Like God, like, let, if this cup could be taken from me, <laughs> like, so were there times where you wanted to quit? And if there were, like, what motivated you to keep going? Um, yeah, yeah. There's been plenty of times where uh, I just I've had the thought of just you know what? Let's just let's just quit let's just uh yeah what would happen if we just moved to, to colorado that's that's like our that's our our ultimate destination is colorado um and so i i've had those thoughts of like you know i and it, they come in the stressful obviously yeah. the stressful moments where um maybe there's there's conflict in the church or amongst leaders or there's you know some type of division kind of stirring up um those are the, those are very they can be very discouraging, um, and it makes you feel like, man, I've I've worked so hard, you know, Sunday after Sunday, preaching mm-hmm. certain messages that I feel like are um, that, that we're we're being challenged right now. Yeah, and so you get to a point where you're like, what's what's the point? And that's kind of the human, you know, the human yeah. nature um, of it. And and so I, I've asked other pastors the same question because I I I always wanted to know that. I wasn't alone. Like, is it because I think pastors 
kind of feel lonely sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so I started talking to some different pastors and I asked them like, do you ever have this, this thought like of just throwing in the towel? And I was so, I was so relieved to hear <laughs> like hundred percent of them said, Oh my goodness. Yes. I've, I've had those, those thoughts uh, before. So yeah, I mean, definitely it's, it's come in, it's come into mind every now and then, but I have to, I, I always remind myself, look, it, I've always wanted to live my life in, in God's plan, yeah. you know, in the will of God, because I, I don't think there's any better place to be. And if you're not in the will of God, then, then the, the, what are you doing, you mm-hmm. know? And so I, I feel this, this peace, and this is something I've kind of said before, like every day I'm kind of going with the flow, but like as long as it's God's flow, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's like a cheesy preacher thing to say, right? Um, but, as, but as long as it's God's I flow. It on Instagram. <laughs> I go with the flow, but if it's God's flow. Mm, mm, praise hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that, and that's what I'm doing. And, and so and, until there's that peace where I, I feel like, okay, the, the church is in a good place. The church is it, it's ready for the next step. And and something that I've learned just from from leaders is is always be planning for that next step. So like yeah. be looking for the next for the replacement because our positions are always going to be temporary. And so mm-hmm. that's that's what I that's what I I have in mind. Not so much so that I'm thinking, well, like literally, this is just you know a yeah. few months and then I'm out. You know, um, but you're, <laughs> you're always <laughs> you're like I'm, I'm peace. Yeah, you're always thinking about the the uh, the next step but you know the, that's that's how i get through it man is just telling myself look uh, this is where god wants me right now and if this is where he wants me this is where i'm gonna this is where i'm gonna stay and, and until this burden is uh is lifted and that's a good uh servant's attitude because anybody could just be like well god you put me in this place and i'm not equipped to handle it you know and then yeah you just, and be like no I'm, I'm here i'm willing so that's that's a good um uh trait to see in a pastor so, uh, congratulations on oh, that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I never compliment you, so. <laughs> Man, I felt a little I always put me down all the time. <laughs> um, so, you were talking about, um, <clears throat> well, actually, let me go back. So, you were you're talking about, like, stressful times, and, and would you go to your dad uh, for, like, some advice on this? Like, hey, dad, because I'm sure he experienced uh, the same things you were. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, were there any moments where you're like, man, dad, you're awesome. Like because it was such a good piece of advice or something like that. Uh, yes, but I, n- I would never tell him that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Crying Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Why would you never tell him? That? Uh, it, it's it's just we have a we have a weird we have a weird uh, dynamic. I mean, we we talk a lot, and I can go to him for advice. But you know, at the end of it, it's just like a it's like a head nod, and he knows what that means <laughs> before I, I'll walk out. I'll be like, okay, that's a pretty, uh, typical father son. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I will, I, you know, oftentimes I'll, I'll go to him for, for some insight. Um, but I, I also think, I also think that, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a, I'm a younger pastor, but I think being a pastor these days are, are a little bit different than they were a few decades ago or even a decade ago, because now everything is, you see everything. Everyone's lives yeah. are are in, in, you know, they're like an open book with social media, and it's it's so it's easy to see the success of other ministries, um, or I mean, we don't even know if they're success. I mean, that's kind of how everything's how we, painted yeah, on yeah. <laughs> on social social media. But it's tempting to look at other ministries and see what other people are doing, and other pastors are doing, and kind of compare yourself and and sometimes feel inferior to that. So I I think there's always that that pressure to kind of perform a certain way just because the next, the next person is. And, and so for that, you know, maybe he can't, he can't shed as much insight on. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's really important to have other relationships with people who are walking the walk with you um, right now, as well as having those who've already yeah. walked it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about like uh, how it's different from in the past from today. What, what would you tell uh, someone, um, like a, an older generation person who wants to do something the old way, 
and you want to do it the new way because times have changed and they're like no it needs to be like this and you're like actually like how would you relay that because you know this is a leadership podcast and there's sometimes we're going to be um times when you disagree with people so mm-hmm. and when you disagree when and you know they're wrong or yeah. you know that it doesn't it's not the right path for you to take so yeah. how would you talk to them about that um i think it starts with one question is why you know like why do you want to do it that way um because when you when you think about the why you're going to have either a good answer or you're not going to really have an answer yeah um, and so if the why is well, like, well, because we've always, we've always done it that way. That's the worst answer. You, you know <laughs> that like, okay, let's, let's move on to the next step. Yeah. Um, if it's well, because we have, this has a track record of, of working and you know, it, it's, we've been seeing more results, you know, uh, year after year. Well, that, that might be a better answer. Um, but most of the time that's not, <laughs> that's not <laughs> how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times it's just kind of holding on to something, you know, cherished and uh so i mean i've always been been uh, an advocate for you know changing the the method um the mm-hmm. message will always stay the same but but the method is going to is going to change i mean look at look at our world i mean it's constantly changing and yeah. and there's there's fads that that come in and and come out of style and so we have to um we have to stay i don't i I don't want to say relevant because relevant is always it's it's kind of become derogatory. You know, a lot of preachers say you don't want to be relevant. You know, yeah, you know? yeah. But um, <laughs> in a sense, we have to we have to be able to communicate to people and and and, and have get their attention because mm-hmm. if we can get their attention, then we can present a very important message to them that they would completely miss if they weren't engaged in it. So, um, I I think that's that's really what I would do, like deconstruct the mm-hmm. idea. Like, okay, you want to keep things this way? Well, let, let, let's talk about it. Why? Um, and if it's, well, because we've always done it this way, then you probably know you're, you are, yeah. um, you're in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also used to like ride around with horse and buggies. Yeah, yeah. Like, so things, things change. Definitely. So when, in, in being a pastor, I'm sure it's hard to not get emotionally invested. I don't know if you can not be emotionally invested with with your congregation, with the love that you have for the church. So has there ever been a time when um, something didn't go your way and you had to kind of keep your emotions in check? Um, my way in, I guess, in, in what sense? Like in... Like and, uh, you, like you had this plan. You had it all thought out, yeah. and like this, this is how this is gonna work. This ministry is gonna be like this. It's gonna reach these people, and then when you get into it, it's like, you know, it's not working like this. So why not? And do you try to steer it back to what you had, or or what? How would you react to that? Yeah, um, I mean, I, that's probably it's probably happened <laughs> before, um, and uh, number one, I, I think when you're a leader, pride has to you know, not be in the picture, you know, um, if, if I'm trying to make something work so badly because it was my plan, yeah, you know, I think that's <laughs> reminds me of the office where <laughs> I'm always thinking about the office, do it, uh, do it. um, where, uh, keep it relevant, where Ryan, where Ryan, uh, the, what's the last name? Ryan, uh, the intern. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, well Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he becomes the, uh, it becomes the it's the uh, goodness I'm butchering this. Not the regional manager, but yeah, not the regional manager, but above. Yeah, he he Corp- becomes he works the, for corporate. Yeah, he becomes a Jan, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so he's uh he has this big idea for this new way to to you know to promote the company and to to sell their product, which is on 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 the website, Online, yeah. right? And this is great, you know, great idea. He presents it and and you know he's really excited about it, and then it 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 doesn't go his way, and so what he does is he. Um, he, he, he's basically inserting uh, false sales into the website to make it look like it's it's, like a it's selling more than the, yeah than the other salespeople right only because he wants to be he he wants to be right or or he doesn't want to be proved wrong um, and so so you inflate the number of people who have been saved here is that what you're saying no no, no, no absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm saying like that kind of pride shouldn't shouldn't exist like oh, we should okay, be okay. <laughs> we should be uh, we should be able to admit when when our idea didn't work or when it when it just you know it, it didn't it didn't happen um and that's that's another pressure point for leaders because 
as a leader, you you kind of you want to be the visionary and you want to steer the organization. And you're supposed to have all the answers, as people think. People yeah, think. right, yeah. right. Um, and, and, and so there's that pressure to, again, perform. But sometimes it just it doesn't happen. Um, and so I've, I've tried to be conscious about that where, you know, if I am wrong, I'll, I'll admit my wrong and I'll say, look, guys, this, you know, this didn't work. Let's, uh, let's try something else. I don't think we've ever gone back to, to a system, though. Um, I can't. And maybe, I mean, you've been here. You've probably been here longer than I have. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been alive longer than you have. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I don't think that we've ever gone back really to a, to a system. I think that if something that we wanted to change didn't go our way, we, we kind of reassessed and said, okay, well, what, what else can we do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, does that no, no, answer that's, the question? No, no. That's, that's, that's a great answer. All right. All right. So what, so you, in all these, all these, you know, these little life lessons, which, which one is the toughest one that you've had to learn? Um, you were talking about pride earlier, but I have never seen you as a prideful kind of guy. You yeah. were, you were just like, you kind of went with the flow or you kind of go with the flow and you're like, well, that's what it is. Like, that's kind of the attitude that I see from you. So yeah. has, what is there? So, so don't say pride is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what, what toughest lesson do you think you've had to learn? Um, uh, humility, which is the opposite of pride. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. It's because when you go into uh, leadership, you know, you think, or, or, or not, not when you go into leadership, like maybe the moments before leadership where everyone's like rooting for you. Everyone's okay. saying, "Hey, you're gonna be, you're gonna be the next pastor. You're gonna be, you're gonna be great, and you're gonna do this, and you're gonna be, and and you, your head kind of gets." I've never told you any of those things. I know, I know, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but your 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 head kind of gets like, okay, it, it's it's kind of over, maybe overconfident, mm-hmm. um, and then you get into the position and you realize that there was a lot of people who just kind of said those things. Ooh, yes, man. Uh, yeah, th- there was a lot of people who just, you know, they they. Can you name them? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there, there was people who they appeared to be, you know, a, a fan or a supporter of yours, um, and then you you kind of step into this position and they kind of like go away or they leave or because they don't, um, they don't. Uh, I guess they they're not stepping behind those words that they originally, mm-hmm. you know held for you and so that's when that's happened it's uh you know it, it, it's humbling because it's like man i i thought i thought i had this i i thought i had all this love i had i thought i had these people behind me and now they're you know like where are they? they yeah and uh i re- <laughs> i remember like the, the ones that, that would always push me to be the pastor um, we're, we're, we're some of, you know, our, our elders here at our mm-hmm, church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember when, when we, when my dad announced that, that, you know, I, I was going to be coming the, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a vote to become the, uh, uh, to become the lead pastor. And, um, so my, my, my dad announced it and the, the, the feeling in the room, I, I was expect I was I was expecting some something else. <laughs> I wasn't here, unfortunately. I couldn't be here. Okay. Oh no, it wasn't that. It, it wasn't that. It wasn't oh. the actual vote. It was when he announced um, that okay. I was going to be I was going to be taken over as a, okay. as okay. a lead pastor. I think there was a combined service that we had. I, I can't remember what it was. Where we uh, combined our English congregation and our right. Spanish congregation. Yeah. And so he he said that, and you know, obviously, I felt the support from our from the the congregation that I was already pastoring for three years, um, but. I was expecting, I was expecting more hype. I was expecting like some some cheers and some you know shouts and you know like I don't know standing ovation you know you know something like that. <laughs> so, so, so uh, you know, simple. Something. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was it was just kind of quiet. And and that moment I was like, oh man, it's gonna, gonna be, be hard. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I heard a couple of hisses in there. How are people doing? That? <laughs> 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 yeah. And so, you know, that's what I mean by, by humility, um, because you think you're, you're going to go in, you're going to have the, the full support of, of everyone, and then you do, 
and then that that's not the case. So you know that's that's one of the lessons that I, I had to learn, which I'm 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 grateful for because it it tells me that not everyone is always going to like you. Yeah, you know? and that's just how it is. Yeah, in, that's, in that's always the case. Yeah, you can't you can't have a hundred percent buy in from everyone all the time. Yeah, yeah. So how you feeling now? <laughs> now today? Yeah. yeah. With what? With with with, with that. With with the, do you still feel like, like murmurings or rumblings of like, mm, like no. you know, grumblings or things like that? No, I think uh, I think the people who were going to leave left, um, and the people that you know were, were going to be su- supportive and, yeah. and and grab onto to a new a fresh vision, um, they were they were going to stay and they they stayed. So, yeah. So the church is now like on a better path. Like it's a, li- a little bit easier for you to to maneuver and to and to bring out new ideas because you have a lot more buy-in from from uh, the congregation. It's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still it's still kind of like a, a a big ship that you have to kind of be be careful not to make such sharp turns. And um, but I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being overly cautious. Maybe I. Maybe this is something that I'm I'm, I'm still learning um, to be more hard pressed on my on on what I what I envision. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm I'm just I'm conscious of those who you know have been here for for many years. Some have been here longer than than me. You know, some some watched me you know get dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so. I'm I'm just I'm I'm conscious of of their feelings because they're very well vested in in our church and I want them to feel I want them to feel appreciated and I want them to feel valued. Um, but if it ever gets to the point where it's like just because I don't want to offend a few people um, that I can't move forward with what I believe God has, they compromise the vision, right? Then then that's that's a that's a problem that I have to I have to. Um, you know, confront and and overcome, really. Yeah. Man, it's not easy being a pastor, huh? There's a lot of there's a lot of uh I don't want to say baggage, but would it would you do you think it would have been easier to plant a new church? Yes. <laughs> I mean and, and of course I'm I'm on the other side of that. I've never actually planted a church. Yeah. And I know ch- you know church planting has its own challenges. Um definitely. But I think I think that it would be much easier, like I said before, to come in with there's there's nothing there like if i'm going to plant a church i can in, i can incorporate uh my my vision right away i can incorporate a certain culture and hey this from the get-go this is how we're going to do things because we don't have a position to say this is how we all, always done things right this is this is now yeah. and, and we're this is a this is the starting point and with that i think you can you can whenever you're going to have a launch you know, sometimes it's harder to, to launch, but other yeah. times you can make, you can have some really good momentum, at least at first. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with something that's already been established for, for a long time, it's like you're pulling this huge institution yeah. with you and it's, it's, it's slow going. So my answer to that question has always been yes. <laughs> Maybe it'll <laughs> You've change. You've been asked it before, so. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I've asked others. I, I've asked others. Have you asked church planners? Would you have rather? Tell? Yes. I, I've, I've had that discussion with them. Uh, I actually had it with, with Matt uh, Hammerski, who was on this, mm-hmm. on, on the earlier episode. I asked him, um, we basically had a discussion, like, you know, it, we have our own challenges, you know, coming into pastoring a, an established church. As opposed to to those um, that are just you know starting a new church, and and he even admitted like I I think it would be harder to um, to, to to pastor an, an existing church. Yeah, because yeah, there's so much like we're talking about so much legacy. Yeah, and it's just yeah, I could see that. So all right, good answer, good answer. Yeah. So what thing? What's something that you think people don't uh, realize um, that goes into being a pastor? Like not just um, it's Sunday morning, and I prepped uh, like I don't know Saturday night. I don't know. I, I I don't think you prepped Saturday night, but like it's not just coming in and preaching. So right. what else do, goes in like uh, into being a pastor that people may not realize? There's a there's a lot. Well, for one, you you have a burden for the people and the families there, and you want to see them. You want to see them 
thrive spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, you have to pray. Obviously you have to pray for, uh, for more people than just your, your, your own family, um, yourself. And sometimes, I mean, you know, personally, I like to get, I like to, to get specific, you know, um, and, and we're, you know, we're not a really big church. So what do you, what do you mean by specific? Like I, so like every week, um, I, I kind of focus on like a family and I'll, I'll, I'll text them, um, and I'll say, Hey, this week, um, you guys are going to be my prayers. Um, is there anything specific that I can, I, I can pray for? Oh, okay. Um, I probably wouldn't have that luxury with, you know, uh, thousands of, mm-hmm. of members, but I, I think, you know, either way, if you pastor a, a very large church, you, you have a, you have a heart for the people there. E- even if you don't know them, you, you, you want to see them thrive. You want their marriages to, to flourish and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their businesses and their work life and their financial situation. And so all of that, like they become, they become kind of like your, your family. Like yeah. I want my family to thrive. I want my, my sister to be successful. I want my parents to be successful. And so when you, when you're a pastor, you want that for just, I think a larger amount of people and you kind of feel the, the burden to pray for them. And if, if you don't pray for them, then it kind of, you kind of feel guilty. Like I feel guilty. Like if I don't, if I don't pray for someone or if I go a week or two without praying for any of the, our, our members, I feel like, man, who, if, if your pastor isn't praying for you, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing, you know, you're kind of going in every day into this, um, kind of spiritual warfare for, yeah, it's, for, it's, for yeah. other people. Yeah. I had no idea you did that. That's really, that's really cool. Um, I've never texted y'all. <laughs> I know. I, I haven't been chosen yet. <laughs> <laughs> I choose them from a hat, you know, and <laughs> I don't think I put your name in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, games of chance are not <laughs> are not uh, <laughs> are not uh, smiled upon. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's cool. Anything else? Anything else? That's uh, something you may not know. Uh, I mean, aside from dealing with people who have different, you know, beliefs, um, not not like not, not we're not talking about like theological beliefs or anything. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about they they think that things should be done differently mm-hmm. in, in your leadership and you're dealing with people who are most of them are volunteer. Yeah. You know, so you, you have to, you know, in, in, in business, if, if, if someone doesn't show up like to some of the houses that we, that we flip or if they just don't get anything done, like we just won't use them any. Yeah. Again. We just cut ties with them. Like, all right, you're dead to me kind of, you know, <laughs> you can't really say that to people. <laughs> In your, in your congregation, you and maybe there's no. some pastors who do that, but uh, there is. Did you remember I sent you that video of the yeah, pastor yeah, yeah. who? Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll put that link in the show notes about a, about a pastor who kind of just goes around and just kind of goes off on his congregation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's that. Like you, you have to you have to um, you're navigating leadership who many times they're. They're really tired at the end of the day, at the end of the work week. They've worked all week. They've, you know, dealt with their families and, and, and you're, 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 you need to demand something of them because they volunteered. Um, and so there's that, that pressure to not, not overwork them mm-hmm. to the point where they're like, you know, I'm, I'm done with ministry or I'm, I'm, I'm just burnt out. And I'm a part of this pastor's Facebook group that that's probably one of the things that I hear the most of, like, um, people, pastors asking for advice, like, Hey, my children's pastor just quit on me. My, mm-hmm. uh, our, our media team, they just said, Hey, this is just way too much for us. So that there's that, you kind of have to navigate that with a certain finesse that I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning. So could it be like when you have those volunteers, uh, like burn out on you, could that be the fault of the leadership? Well, that's, that's like, it could be right. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you're a leader, you, you kind of, you take all the blame and you take none of the credit. So, um, if something bad happens, then you, you probably blame yourself. Yeah. Um, even if it's not directly related to you, yeah. you you're always asking yourself, what could I have done differently mm-hmm. at the, at the source to, to have made things go more smoothly. Uh, so yeah, there's always, but, but I don't know if that's just pastors. I might just be all leaders. I, I don't I th- know. I think that, yeah, I think that, uh, that applies to 
like if a you're a manager scope. at work or, yeah. or, or things like that i could definitely see that i think that's a good quality to have in a leader yeah so moving kind of changing subjects what's the most surprising thing that you've discovered through the time uh, through your time as being a pastor the most surprising, surprising something you didn't expect um Definitely learn a lot about yourself. That's interesting. Yeah, and about your your leadership because you create you create an ideal world. And I do this all the time. Like, man, if I had if I had a company of you know X amount of employees, this is how I would run things, how I would do things. And then you kind of you know put your put your mind on on how you would be a pastor, and that's that's what I've done. That's what mm-hmm. I did before I was actually a pastor. And then you get in the position and you learn a lot of new things about yourself and you, you learn certain things that like makes you question if, uh, if you were just all talk, Hmm. you know? And, um, so, and you know, it's, I've learned great things about myself, you know, but I've also learned some things that I, I didn't think that I was, I was that way, you know, for, for example, um, and this is all this is all going back to our church being uh, you know kind of stepping into a church that's already been established uh i always i always thought that i was that i could uh speak without um what am i trying to say speak without thinking no <laughs> no <laughs> i guess i always thought that i i i had this like iconoclastic nature to myself okay um and so you know i, I learned i learned this word like a couple of years ago as my word of the day in dictionary but an icon an iconoclast is someone who um attacks cherished beliefs uh, belief systems mm-hmm. right so like martin luther we could cons- we mm-hmm. can we can consider him an icon an iconoclast because he he kind of he challenged uh, the way that the that the church was. Dr. Martin Luther King and Dr. Martin Luther King. He was the same way, and so I always thought, well, "Hey, I'm I'm I have that nature. I I, I can do that." Um, you're, but you're here to buck the trend. Yeah, exactly. And then when I stepped into it, I, there was a lot of things that I was I was hesitant on mm-hmm. on doing because I, I guess I didn't have that iconoclastic bone in me. Yeah. Um, where I was, I, I didn't care what people thought like this is this is the way that it was going to be um and so i learned that about myself Hmm. and and uh, so i guess that's that's the most surprising thing is the things that you're going to learn about yourself when you step into a a a, a new position yeah yeah and what about you said you learned good things too what's one of the the good things well um i've learned and, and maybe this is something i've I've always had, but I, I've seen it more kind of manifest during my pastoral time. Um, is that I, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I try to do that um, because as a pastor, you hear things about other people from other people. Um, that's just, and that's probably every leader, you know. Yeah. Someone will come up to uh, to me and and say, "Hey, you know, this person did this, or this person, I'm, I'm having an issue with this person," or um, and so. They, the people that are coming to you with these issues, obviously they want you to be on on their side right away. Um, but as I've often told people, like, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that into consideration, but I'm also gonna give them the benefit the benefit of the doubt until I can hear them out. Yeah, know, talk to them. I'm I'm not going to because everyone is, you know, no one's the villain in their own story. No, yeah. no one tells the, the story mm-hmm. where they're the you know the, they're the antagonist. Um, and so I've learned to you know, give people the benefit of the doubt until I have a full scope of the, of the details. And, I, and I've seen you do that. Um, so that's, that's, that's a great trait to have one that I also have, um, that it's probably too, too much. Yeah. Like sometimes a little bit too, I give like, yeah, I yeah, probably should have had a little bit of a firmer yeah, like position. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I probably should have handled that differently. Yeah. And that you have to, there's, there's a balance there because if there's a, a really ugly accusation, you don't want to take it, lightly mm-hmm. um but at the same time you don't want to you don't want to act so quickly without all the facts as well so there's that balance yeah you have to have all those facts yeah <clears throat> all right we're gonna kind of lighten it up a little bit right. i have a couple more questions 
what do you like to do to to like unwind to disconnect? Um, so I'm an introvert, which is which is uh, tough for pastors, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, um, because you're always around you're always around people and. Pastors want to, um, or, or congregants want their pastors to kind of, you know, be be in the circle, you know, mm-hmm. talking to people and kissing babies, you know, <laughs> politicians, <laughs> you know, uh, talking to people, shaking hands and, and all that. And, and, and I understand that. And I would, you know, I, I don't think I would, would not do those things. Yeah. You know, I try not to go in my office during, you know, you know, church hours. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do, but you know, uh, I'm trying to, I try to be conscious of those things because I am a natural introvert. Mm-hmm. I, I, as am I, so I know what you mean. I like to unwind by myself. And so that's, that's one of the things that, that I do when I'm, you know, after Sunday morning or after any, any service where I'm with a lot of people, I'll, I'll go home and I'll just, I'll spend it with my family and, um, we'll just kind of relax and I don't know, do, do something or, watch tv or so th- those are kind of the, I, that's how i unwind yeah you know, i unwind uh solo and i i enjoy it um or i'll you know I'll, there's a bunch of things that i like to do i like to i like to uh i'll go to the gym i'll, I'll read i'll uh you know all things you can play do by yourself music. yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. uh now I, I tell melissa all the time like I'd, I'd even go on vacation by myself like uh i i genuinely think that i would enjoy that <laughs> but I don't, have you ever gone to the movies by yourself i do that no no i think that's creepy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not watching like a kid's movie <laughs> it'd be really creepy yeah uh yeah so any any anything that i could pretty much do by my by myself or with my family that's that's kind of how yeah, it's I, a tight circle yeah. yeah yeah i uh, completely agree with that yeah and my last question so we can wrap this up all right um as a pastor what are some practical ways that members of your congregation can can show you some appreciation um i think simply you know this is another thing that i learned about myself um and i've i've i probably always knew it but i've i've only realized it while i was a pastor and i I took this personality test (laughs) um i'm a my my like love language Uh is words of affirmation Okay. Um, and you can ask my wife that and she'll, she'll I, be I am too. Actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, that's just the way that I am. So I don't, I don't need you to like buy me a gift or anything or. So can I have your, <laughs> your birthday present back? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get me? No, nah, don't worry about it. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean the way that, that I, I guess I welcome appreciation or I, I appreciate the appreciation is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is just, you know, Hey, uh, you know, uh, pastor, good message or, or I, 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 I see your, your work or I'm, I'm praying mm-hmm. for you or, um, you know, anything, you know, kind of positive verbal energy mm-hmm. is, is my way. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good to know. Which you've never given me any of. So. I just gave you one earlier in the podcast, so I'm going to record that and, and set it as your ringtone. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Well, that's all I have. Okay. Uh, is there any parting words you want to give to um, your audience? Um, appreciate your pastor, and not because I'm a pastor, but because I, I've seen, I've seen the uh, the things that they struggle with, and um, I've seen it for many years with my dad. Uh, with my my grandpa, who I'm I'm very much like my grandpa. He was also an introvert. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, big time. Um, and so you know, just just I just appreciate them. They they and, and and realize that they do more than just preach. Um, yeah. Because I think that's it's easy to when when you see your pastor, you know, for an hour a week on on Sunday, it's it's easy to just assume that they hey. Yeah, they just they're the they're yeah, the preacher. Yeah, they only see the tip of the the iceberg. Right, right. Yeah, so there's 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 more there, and pray for them because they're they're human. They're not they're not perfect. They're definitely not superhuman. Um, uh, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Your last show. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's that's. I think that's it. You know, I appreciate your pastor. Pray for your pastor, and um, yeah, just uh. 
serve, serve, serve your church. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a pleasure doing this with you. It was nice to to flip the script. Yeah. Turn the tables around. Yeah. Next time I'm going to take the questions because man, these <laughs> took me off by surprise. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm trying to be a good interviewer. Yeah. Now you did great. It was it was me. Uh, no, you did great. You did great. Uh, all right. Thank you. Man, words of affirmation. <laughs> there you go. See, right. I learned something. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Thank you.